help me. I surrender all, all to Jesus. Blessed Savior, I surrender all. Help me sing it. Come on, say, I surrender. time. Come on, lift your voice. say, Lord, I surrender. I completely surrender. Take my life. Take my heart. Take my body. God, I'm yours, Jesus. Do as you will tonight, Father. We love you. We praise you for your presence. I thank you, Lord God, that there's going to be an encounter in this place. My God, let there be an encounter of the Holy Ghost in this house. We render Satan helpless and ineffective in this service. Bind every hindering spirit and every force and power in Jesus' name. Whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. Thank you, God, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against your church tonight. But I thank you for freedom in this place. Let there be liberty. Let the word of God fall on good ground tonight in Jesus' name. The enemy will not come and steal it, but God, we're believing for a hundredfold fruition in Jesus' name. We declare it and decree it in your name, Jesus. We praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, I can feel his presence in this place. Ooh, glory to God. I feel like I'm home every time I come to Heber Springs. This is my second time, but I feel like I'm home. Glory to God. Born and raised in North Carolina. I feel like I know you, you Southern folk. Come on, somebody. Chocolate gravy. Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. I'm up in Missouri. It's sometimes misery. Come on. Hallelujah. Pray for me, would you? Hallelujah. I'm so glad to be here. My wife, wish she could be here. She's an administrator in a school there in Willard, a suburb of Springfield. And my two boys just had one graduate from high school. 
and uh, wanting to go into the ministry, Pastor. And so he's doing a couple years of uh, community college and hopefully heading to Sagu and uh, looking to just uh, be used of the Lord. So Andrew, my oldest, Matthew, is a sophomore in high school, and God is just using him mightily. And so I'm so excited to have two boys that love Jesus with all their heart. I mean, oh, all of our young people ain't dying and going to hell. There's some young people that's on fire for Jesus in this house. Is there any young people on fire for Jesus in this house? Woo, glory to God. I've got a word from the Lord. Are you going to let me use it and, and, and preach about it tonight? My God, Alicia was just about to get crunk up up in here. And I was about to just come on now, girls, preach. If you got a problem with women preachers, you got a problem. I'm going to tell you, I never had an issue because my grandmother was a preacher growing up, so I didn't know any difference anyways. She had the beehive hairdo and everything. My God, she got so excited in the Holy Ghost. Looked like missiles coming out of her hair every time she shook her head. How many remember old-time Pentecost? In fact, our second service, we had one of those old-time Pentecostal services. I told pastor I just pulled in at 5 o'clock. I was sweating everywhere. I'm not going to go there with you, but I was sweating everywhere, and I had to just get a little refreshing, but we had one of those moves. How many believe tonight we can have that same move of the Holy Spirit in this place? Hallelujah. I want you to take your Bibles with me because I believe that this is a word of the Lord for Heber first. And I love what God is doing in this church. How many love your pastors? Pastor Jojo, Pastor Lee, I'm telling you, I, I love these men of God. Pastor Steve, I love these men of God and I appreciate them so very much. Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. And then I want you to turn to Genesis, the 8th chapter, and verse 6. Joel 2, 28 and 29, and then Genesis chapter 8, verses 6. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Look at your neighbor and said, that means you. Amen. On your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Whew, I believe that. My God. Your old men, how many is over 65? Lift your hands if you're over 65. Come on, don't be afraid. Keep them up right now. Ladies and gentlemen, 65 and older, keep your hands up. Look at, look at them. I want you, every one of you that don't have your hands up, would you look at them and say, God's not finished with you yet? Come on, somebody. Look at them again. Say, God's not finished with you yet. Put your hand in front of your mouth. Put your hand in front of your mouth. Everybody. Breathe on your hand. Tell them you're still living. Tell somebody you're still living. God still wants to use you. Woo! My God in heaven. Hallelujah. You're old men. I know I'm getting excited already. I can feel this coming up and down my spine. Your old men shout dream dreams. My God, it wasn't Taco Bell last night. Hallelujah. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out of my spirit. How many say I receive that? Now take your Bibles and turn to Genesis the 8th chapter. Genesis 8 and verse 6. 
I'm going to get a thought that the Lord laid upon my heart for this church. I believe that you're in a strategic time, Pastor Lee. I believe that what you're doing in this church, God has spoken to me on the way down. I said, God, I just don't want to preach a message just to be preaching. I want to prophesy to your people tonight. And I want to speak into this congregation. And I want to say that you're at an opportune time right now that God is getting ready to stir and change some things inside this church. My God, there are some things that God's getting ready to do that pastor's been praying about that he's yet to reveal to you that I believe is getting ready to happen. But listen, instead of sitting on the back row and criticizing, I'm asking, I'm leaving tomorrow. Hallelujah. Get on the front row and say, Pastor, I support you and I support the spirit that is inside of you and I'm in agreement with what's going on in this house. It may be a different song. Hallelujah. It may look different than it did years ago. Let me tell you something. That the methods may be different, but there's one thing that's the same. The message of the Holy Spirit is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Genesis chapter 8. I got to calm down. Calm down, Floyd. Calm down. Genesis 8. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window. He had made in the boat, and he released a raven. Bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth had dried up. This is interesting. I'm reading out the New Living Translation, verse 8. He also released a dove to see. My God, you better stay with me right here. To see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. I want you to pay attention to verse 9. But the dove could find no place to land. Because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in his beak. And then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time, it did not come back. I want to title my message tonight, Finding a Place to Land. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and let you know this. God is tired of superstar preachers. How many know that the 80s were full of them? The 90s were a little bit full of them. And I'm here to tell you in my spirit tonight, Pastor, I just believe this with all of my heart. That where the Word of God said in Acts chapter 2, and we know it very well, that on the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come, they were in one place, in one accord. And suddenly, I'm here to tell you, I love this. There came a sound from, a sound from heaven. Anybody want the sound from heaven to hit Hebrew First Assembly of God? 
Look at your neighbor and say, I hear the sound from heaven coming into my church. I, oh, my God in heaven. I wish you'd say that again. Say, I hear the sound of heaven that is coming into our church and into our lives. I hear something changing. I hear something reverberating inside this ministry that will never, ever be the same again. See, I want to let you know there was a sound of rushing my win and we know that there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and guess what they began to speak with other tongues say what last time I looked I came to an assembly of God church and we believe in the gifts of the Holy Ghost we don't push him back in the corner, somebody. We believe in the move of the Holy Spirit inside of Heber Springs First Assembly of God. Hallelujah. Let me keep going. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation. With this was noised abroad, the multitude came together. And they were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Acts 2.12, and they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others were mocking, saying these men are full of new wine. Aren't you glad what Peter said? But Peter said, standing up with the... How many know this was a different Peter than the one we read about when Jesus... Hello. I just got to stop. Well, I, I'm going to hold that. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Peter, standing up with the leaven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be it known unto you and hearken to my words. These are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but 9 a.m. in the morning. How many say, I'm going to have a drink at the Holy Ghost? At the Holy Ghost water spout, Amen. Listen, I can tell you that we realized the first century church had the greatest revival ever. And we realize that in our times, we have seen that in pre-Reformation time, in 13 to 1500, the Wycliffe revival that happened. We've seen the Reformation of 1517 of Martin Luther. We've seen the Great Awakening of 1727 and 1750 of John Wesley. We've seen the Great Awakening, the Second Great Awakening in Cane Ridge. We've seen the General Awakening with Charles We've seen the layman's revival with D.L. Moody in 1857 and in 1861. But there was a mighty move in the late 1800s of some men and women that desired again, set apart for this initial physical evidence of the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And it happened to a man that was pastor of a Methodist church, a man by the name of Charles Parham. Hallelujah, there was a lady that wanted to be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. And can I tell you, there was some on fire Methodists. Can I tell you something? There was some on fire Methodists. They were worse than the Pentecostals back in the day. And they got kicked out. I want you to realize that when Charles Fox Parham on December 31 of 1900, was looking for the first century, a young lady by the name of Agnes Osman. 
asked the teacher and the students to lay hands on her to pray that she would receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I ain't got to tell you, for three hours, she spoke in the Chinese language. I remember my mother telling me that when she got baptized in Maplewood, Missouri, in St. Louis, she spoke in two hours, and a woman came up to her afterwards and said, guess what I want to tell you, Vicki? She was 12 years old. She, he, she says, I, I'm Italian, and I understood everything that you were saying in that two-hour time frame. Shoo, God Almighty. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that the move of God has been absolutely powerful. And we've had powerful moves. But I just believe that this is a word from the Lord from me, from me to this church. This is what I want to tell you. God is sick and tired of superstar preachers. God is tired. Listen, I believe that it's just not going to happen at locations, but it's going to be what we consider unknown churches, churches out in the middle of nowhere. Come on, somebody. I'm out in the middle of a cow field in Springfield, Missouri, but this is what I heard in my spirit. The sound of heaven, Brother Shane, is coming, the first assembly in Heber Springs. Get ready to receive what God is is going to do in this church by his spirit because it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit saith the Lord God is sick and tired of people pulling up and making a show anymore he says I'm sick of that I spew at those things but I'm ready for an end time move of the Holy Spirit of a church that will absolutely in this last day hear me that will allow the Holy Ghost to rest I don't know if you guys got the what I sent you finding a place to rest do you have anything Finding a place to rest. This is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to hear to me tonight. Genesis 8, look at verse 6 again. Came to pass at the end of the 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the ground. Pastor Floyd, what in the world are you trying to say? The window of the Spirit is still open. Did somebody hear me just now? I said the window of the Holy Ghost is still open. The window of the Spirit has not closed. I want you to turn with me if you can to Acts 29. Turn with me there real quick. Acts the 29th chapter. Acts 29. Hallelujah. Turn there with me quickly. Hallelujah. The window of the blessing of the Holy Spirit is open and it's active. Hallelujah. This is what I want to let you know. Well, Pastor, you made a mistake. No, I didn't make a mistake. We're in Acts 29 right now. Heber Springs and is in Acts 29. There are verses that are yet to be recorded right now. The window of the Holy Spirit is still open. Why in the world are we afraid of him? 
There are some of you that have been going to this church. I'm just going, I'm going to be the evangelist. I get to put on my evangelist hat tonight. Hallelujah. That means I can go and blow. Hallelujah. There are some of you that have been yet to be filled with the initial physical evidence of the Holy Spirit. I know, I'm going to just tell you this. I know your pastor, and I know opportunities are given. Come on, somebody. You wonder why folks ain't getting filled in the Assembly of God churches, but I thank God for a pastor when opportunity is given for people to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Look at some of you in this building where I'm not good enough or I, I can't receive. Listen, if you were good enough to receive Jesus, you're good enough to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's just up to you at this moment whether you're going to receive or not. The window of the Holy Spirit is still open, glory to God. I'm not going to tell you to say Eddie and spell Eddie three times. I'm not going to say E-D-D-I-E, -E, you got it, or spell Coke backwards, E-K-O-C, and you got it. We don't do things like that. Jesus, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You don't have to convince somebody that they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Honey, I'm telling you, I love to see when, it, how many know it's better than Alka-Seltzer? When he starts bubbling down on the inside of you and when we pray for some, I love when I don't have to lay hands on people. When the Holy Spirit just comes in to serve, how many know the window of the blessing of God is still open, still moving? Come on. I want to be part of him in these final days and final hours. So the window is still open and open at Heber Springs. I believe that with all of my heart. What are you trying to say? There's no formal ending in the book of Acts. Luke inspired writer of the Spirit of God. If you look in Acts the 28th chapter in the last verse, I want you to notice what it says, preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. It ain't like Paul's letter where he says, greet your brother with a holy kiss. Bye-bye. There is no formal ending in the book of Acts. And the window and the blessing of of the Holy Spirit is still open. Whew. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm here to tell you this, and you've got to hear me. I'm disturbed because there are churches that are pushing him away. Hello? I don't care what you think about Jesse Duplantis, but I do like what he said. He said he went to a church and when he went to a church, they kicked him out because he didn't like what he, he was preaching in the Spirit of God moving. They kicked him out to the side. He said that he sat there in the parking lot in the car and began to cry, asking God, why did they kick me out? I just don't understand it. And the Spirit of the Lord came in that car and said, Jesse, it's all right. They kicked me out a long time ago. I'm here to tell you this, that there are those, and I want you to hear my heart as I begin to uh, make this uh, message known. I want you to realize in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 8, look with me. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. Look at verse 9, but the dove, look at, my God, look at this. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. You're getting ahead of me, brother. I want you to hear me in this house. I want you to hear me with all my heart. 
Here's what the Spirit of God's telling me in this church. Don't get covered up in your life with things that don't matter. There's a lot of churches that are covering themselves up with things and ministries that don't matter. I'm saying God, again, interrupt our agenda. Interrupt the service. Sister Elise, I love what you said. God, come on in the service. Have your way. I'm not the shepherd at Calvary Christian Assembly of God. I am the under shepherd. And guess what? When he wants to speak, it's almost like the old commercial. When E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. When the Holy Spirit speaks, guess what we need to do? Shut our mouth and allow the Spirit of God to have his way in the service again. My God, if he's there, Steve, sitting there playing the guitar and then all of a sudden there's a divine interruption, guess what I want to do? Interrupt. But we have programmed, I want you to listen, I believe in order. How many believe in order? God is a God of order. Lift your hand if you know he's a God of order and not a God of confusion. I believe in a God of order, but I can tell you that we can get so programmed that we program God and His Holy Spirit out of the services. I want to hear. I want you to. T- I want to tell you this. As I was down in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and I can tell you this, it was the funny part. Uh, my wife and I spent five years down at First Assembly in Pine Bluff, and I remember the looks from fellow Arkansas people of I'm moving down to Arkansas. Where are you going, Pine Bluff? They said, "What are you going down there for?" <laughs> How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And I'm talking about just how rough. It's rough. And I believe that First Assembly is a light in that community. But I just believe this. That was the best five years of my life. I enjoyed being down at First Assembly of God in Pine Bluff. But this is what I want to tell you. We had a teenager as he graduated from high school. He said, Pastor, I feel I'm not going to reveal the Assembly of God college. But this is what he said. I want to go to this college, Pastor, because I believe that God has called me to praise and worship. And this is what happened when Steve come back. He come back within six months. I said, Stephen, what happened to you? He said, I brought up the Spirit with one of the professors and allowing, I said, what about the Spirit of God moving in the services? And I said, what did the professor say? He said, you can do that on your own time. I want to tell you this. I'm just not talking about church. I'm talking to some of you in your, this house, and I know this is tight, but it's right. There are some of you that you've covered yourself up with things that don't matter. And God is saying, I'm wanting my spirit to move and to find a place to land on. Will you not get covered up with things of the flesh? Will you not get covered up with things in your spirit that don't magnify me? Oh, I know it's real quiet in here, and I'm not getting an amen, but God, I'm going to preach what you've given me for this house. And in this moment, can I tell tell you I believe some of you are going to have a turning point tonight to say Lord I've got covered up with earthly things but no more am I going to get covered up with earthly things I want the Holy Spirit to land on this vessel again I've been, I've seen it. I've seen it at the church. Bless God, they've got clocks and I feel like there's just a bunch of, they're, they're herded in like a bunch of cows 
And they're led out like a bunch of mules. Come on. Hello. We got to get out and there's a clock at a certain time. Now don't misunderstand me. I believe that God is a God of order. But I'm here to tell you this with all my heart. And I know it's hard for me. I've got to, I start at an 8.15 service on Sunday morning. How many know you got to be awake to start at 8.15 on Sunday morning? And I got to be done by a certain time. But listen, it didn't happen this morning. 9.30 came and I let it pass. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was moving. Why? Because the Holy Spirit found a place to land in the service because we pushed our agenda aside and we pushed ourselves and our comforts aside and our fleshly things aside. What I want in these last days and what's going to happen at First Assembly at Heber Springs is a church that is saying, God, we will not do anything that is your spirit will not be allowed, will be allowed to move in this place. Everything that we do from FPU, come on somebody, I do FPU. I love FPU. But guess what? If the Holy Ghost moves in a money class, hallelujah. Come on. In the fifth grade Sunday school class, preschool. My God, if the teacher gets to praying and the Holy Ghost moves, then guess what? My God, Holy Ghost land in the place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't get, say this with me. Don't get covered up. With things that don't matter. Are those things that I'm asking you again, I know I'm being the evangelist, but that's what I've been called here to do. Is there things in your life that you're covered up with that don't make a hill of beans? That is being first and foremost in your life besides the Holy Spirit. I've read and read over this passage, Pastor, so many times, and I never did see it before, that the Holy Spirit couldn't find a place to land. Pastor, I've been filled. When was the last time you prayed in the Holy Ghost? I'm going to tell you that every day, every day should be a day that you pray in the Spirit. Come on. How many know the Word of God said pray in the Spirit, pray in the understanding? Hallelujah. There wasn't a day that went by. I remember used to be, if you spent a night over grandma's house, bless God, you're going to learn a proverb. And bless God, you're going to get up for morning prayer in the morning. And if he wasn't, guess what? She would quote this scripture to me that I could hear her reverberate her voice. And I would say, Grandma, I don't want to go there this morning. And she would say, go to the ant, thou sluggard, and consider her ways. How many know I got out of bed real quick? Hello. Oh, God, we need a Holy Ghost prayer meeting again in the church. How many say, God, I need a Holy Ghost encounter again in the church? The window of the Holy Ghost is still open, still moving in these final days. Glory to God. We've got everything down to a science, Brother Steve. We got everything down to a production in the church. We got everything down as full and on our agenda. But God is asking this, where am I on the agenda? When is my spirit going to move on the agenda? I know we got to get out at a certain time. But listen, I want to leave here challenged by the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. I know I'm preaching hard, but I feel like this is the word from the Lord for me. Hallelujah. Be careful. The dove of the Holy Spirit is looking and wanting to land in the church, but we are full and overflowing with so much that we don't have time for the dove. 
2 Timothy 3, 1 says, but understand this. You know what the scriptures say, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. How many have seen that? We're in them, pastor. For people will be lovers of themselves. These are things that don't matter. Come on, somebody. Lovers of money. Proud and arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, having the appearance of godliness, but denying the power thereof. It reminds me of the sons of Sceva, the preacher's boys. I can hang on to what daddy does. The word of God says that the sons of Sceva, and I'm paraphrasing this, if you want to go back to Acts 19 and read it, the word of God simply said something like this, I adjure you and whom Paul preaches. I adjure you and whom Jesus preaches. And how many know that the devil, he's, how many know he knows every fake folk there is? He's the inventor of fake folks. Come on, somebody. And he watches you whether you've been in the spirit in the morning. How many know we need some Holy Ghost filled people that will not only pray in the church but get along with God in their closet? And in, How many know the devil watches you too? Hello, somebody. Glory to God. So I want you to know in that moment, what did the devil say? The devil simply said something like this or the devils. Jesus, we know. And Paul, we know. But who in the world are you? I don't know about you, but I want to cause the devil heartburn when I get up in the morning. I want to make a difference in people's lives. I'm here to tell you, what's your name, sister? Judy, my God, when Judy gets up in the morning, devils ought to go, oh, my God, Judy's up this morning. That ought to be the way the enemy ought to look at every one of us. But so many of us have fallen prey to the things of the flesh and allowed us them things to be covered up and cover the Holy Spirit up in our lives. We can't afford for this to happen in these final days and in these final hours. I want the enemy to recognize who we are in the Spirit of God. I don't want to be recognized by anybody else but the devil to recognize Jesus is on the inside of me working on the outside of me. Glory. I got to move. I got to keep moving. Look at Genesis 8 verse 9. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. I want you to notice this. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Greet the Holy Spirit. Many of you need to get this inside your spirit. Did you know that you can grieve the Holy Ghost? <sighs> Excuse me while I borrow this from Benny Hinn. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Come on, but so that's what you need to do every day. Come on, somebody. You ought to get up in the morning and say, Good morning, Holy God of Israel. Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. He ought to be the first conversation that you have in the morning and the last conversation you have at night. 
Hallelujah. Don't grieve them, but greet the Holy Spirit. How many say, God, I greet you, Holy Spirit. Take precedence in my family. Take precedence in my life. Take precedence in my church. What do you mean, Pastor? Listen, we grieve the Holy Spirit by ignoring his conviction and his wooing and his gifts. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit bears personal characteristics? He has intellect. He has feelings. He has a will. And he has action. Ephesians 4.30 says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. That's intense grief or sorrow. Now, I don't have time to go in Ephesians 4, but I'm going to tell you what grieves the Holy Spirit. And you can read that litmus test there. I can tell you this, works of the flesh. Read it. If you don't believe me and believe I'm a heretic, go ahead and read it. It says, put away evilness, clamoring, evil speaking, unforgiveness. I know it's quiet in here, but I'm going to keep preaching Jesus. Hallelujah. We grieve the Holy Spirit by allowing those things to enter into our spirit. And so what happens is it was the picture that there was no place to land because there's other things in our life because there's no place for him to land in our spirit. I don't know why I need to say this tonight, but Holy Ghost, I say yes to you. Some of you need to get rid of some unforgiveness that you've been bearing in your family for years. You think you're causing, every time you see them at a dinner party, or you see them and you give them that, you're hurting yourself, ma'am. You're hurting yourself, sir. And the Holy Spirit's trying to find a place to land in your spirit. But you've allowed the clutter of that unforgiveness to get in the way. My God, I'm going to preach it, Pastor. I know this is hard tonight, but I've got to say, because we're at a pivotal, listen to me, I'm speaking and prophesying this church. You're at a pivotal point. You're getting ready to turn a corner in this church. And I believe that it's succession of God. But I'm going to tell you this, Pastor, and I want some of you to listen to me this tonight. There are some of you that's going to ride the bus and get on the bus with your pastor. But there's some of you that's not going to get on the bus. I know you don't want to hear me, but this church is getting ready to explode. Hear me right now. The homosexual is going to come into the church. What? Oh, yeah, they're coming. The one that doesn't look like you, got tattoos all the way from his head down to his toe, got earlobes as big as, as his arm. Come on. Come on, there are going to be people inside this church. Guess what? Jesus would have wanted them to come into the church. Come on. They're coming into this church. There's a pivotal point. Either I'm going to get on board or, listen, I want to let you know this. When, when my, my grandfather, God bless his soul, that passed away a couple years ago, that pastored the same church for 43 years, claimed a piece of property over next door and walked over that property because God knew that God was going to give them that, that, that property. And the bottom line of it is, and I want you to listen to me, my dad told me, I was five years old, but he was on the deacon board. This is what he told me. He said, Floyd, when we had 
had that, that, that ceremony of walking across the street and celebrating what God spoke to my grandfather to symbolically do of walking across the street. There were people in the old church that didn't get up out of their seat and walk across the street. It's in that moment. Come on, how many has ever, I wish I could preach this message right here, Pastor, because I feel like I need to preach this message too. Maybe you'll invite me back one time. I know some of you are mad at me right now, but I love you in Jesus' name. Maybe I'll preach this, but I'll tell you this. Guess what? I'm going to tell you this. The birds in the air, the geese that's in the air flies in the V formation. Honey, they don't do it because it's pretty. I want you to realize that the geese right behind the other geese gains about 75% of flying a whole lot better because somebody is flapping in front of them. And then not only that, they're honk, 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 honk. What do you mean, Pastor Floyd? Can I tell you that the scientists fell now? that the geese is simply encouraging the bird in front of them keep flying keep doing keep accomplishing keep flying look at somebody say honk 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 keep doing the work of the Lord keep encouraged keep flying in what God has called you to do my God that's another message can I talk about that some other time we grieve the Holy Spirit by ignoring his conviction, his wooing, his gifts, and his direction. And the various sins of the flesh are mentioned, and we realize this. We grieve the Holy Spirit when we ignore his presence and his voice and his leading. Well, pastor, they just don't do it like they used to do. Sir, ma'am, when are you just going to get in the flow? When you were singing I'll fly away, people in even above you were having trouble with I'll fly away even in the years when you sang it. Woo, it's, 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 I feel it. I feel it, Lord. I said, Pastor, I, and, and I believe, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I mix in the old and the new. I love a mix in the church. But don't, that, don't let that get you so uptight that you move from what God wants to do. On the inside of you. You see, I need a 75-year-old man to lay their hand on a 13-year-old boy and said, if God did it for me, he'll do it for you. We need our younger and our older to impart to our younger people. What I love about this, I love, look at me, every one of you. I'm looking at I thank God for a church that still has 75 and 85 and 95-year-old people that still love God. But listen, we can't afford for our young people. We, I love to talk about old times and old time Pentecost, but guess what? Listen, they are trying to tell us, me and Pastor Lee and us pastors, you need to be more relevant. This is what you need to do to attract more people in your church I got news for you listen I can go to every conference to learn about every key but listen you cannot be more relevant than preaching about the Holy Ghost in our services and moving in the spirit again thankful for a pastor that doesn't grieve the Holy Spirit but says we greet you Holy Spirit of God. We greet you. 
we love you. American church will not be turned around by supermen, but by supernatural men. We don't need better equipment, new organizations, come on somebody, and novel methods. We need Holy Ghost power in our services again. I'm praying in my spirit, Pastor. Holy Spirit, don't go back in the boat. Don't return back to the boat. But stay with us at Hebrew Spring. We're hungering for you. We're longing for you. We want your touch. I'm thirsty for you, God. You say, Pastor, the Holy Spirit can't go back. Oh, yes, yes, he can. He can go back in the boat, and I can give you proof of that. When David said in Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit. Let me go ahead and keep on. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you this. I love this. The Holy Spirit will never land on those that don't want to receive them anyway. He's a gentleman, and he only lands on those that will say, God, I, I, I want to be receptive. My spirit is ready to receive him. I'm talking about not only those that haven't been filled in this house, but you need a refresher. It's been a while. And I believe that this night is a time of refreshing. But this is what I want to say to you. Because I got to finish this in Genesis 8, 10, and 11. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. Don't wrestle with him. Just receive. What is the point of the dove coming back with a fresh leaf in his mouth? Can I tell you that most nations take that as there was no conflict. It means peace among us now. And I can tell that some of you, you're a little uneasy with this Pentecostal thing. Hello? It's been a few years. But you're a little uneasy. In fact, tonight, you can't even handle this old hollering preacher at you tonight. What in the world is he doing here tonight? And I want to challenge you by the Spirit of God. Don't wrestle with the Spirit. Just receive him. Many of you are trying to figure him out. And I can tell you, his thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. Glory to God. I can tell you this, many of you are trying to figure him out and trying to wonder where in the world, but let him fill you with his precious Holy Spirit with the initial physical evidence. The Word of God says you have an unction. You have an anointing in 1 John 2 and 20. Don't allow the enemy to keep you in conflict of who you are and how you can be used in the Holy Spirit. 
Genesis 8, 12, and I'm about finished here. He waited another seven days. Then he released the dove again. This time, it did not come back. The dove will stay and remain with those who have prepared a place. Holy Spirit, don't go. My heart's receptive. Sila bakuria sandala bakata. I know most of you kids probably have already started youth, have started school. But I'm going to tell you something. Many of us in our mind have already reached the point where we thought that's the enemy's territory. Can I tell you, get that out of your spirit. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Come on, walk on your campus and say in the mighty name of Jesus, I'm taking it back in Jesus' name. will tell you, young and old, no matter who you are in this place, there are some of you that need a fresh filling of the Spirit of God in your life. And I really believe that God wants to land on you in a new way inside your spirit. If you allowed your spirit to get filled up with things that just don't matter, This is what I want to do. Lord, empty me. Well, there's all kind of place to land inside my spirit tonight. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, the initial physical evidence of speaking in other tongues, right now I want you to lift your hand. I've never been filled, Pastor. Lift your hand real high. You're saved, but you've never been filled. Lift it real high. Lift it real high. Lift it real high. Lift it real high. Can I tell you, are you saved? I believe you are. Let me tell you that that's, that right there is the first of all to be a candidate to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I, I need to say to some of you, because some of you have lifted your hands, and the devil has spoken to your heart and your head to tell you you're not good enough. But I'm here to remind you again, if you're good enough to receive Jesus, you're good enough to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to clear up some things. I'm going to get you. Here's some landing spots. Are you ready for preparation? Put these up, guys. These are some preparation of landing. Number one, look at this. Create an atmosphere. This is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to create an atmosphere. Come here, brother. Come on. I want you to praise team. We're going to create an atmosphere of praise and worship and adoring Jesus. Just as the tree branches, how many know they lift their hands and bless the Lord. We need to do the same. Look, they heard them speak in their own language. Acts 2. Number 2. Listen. Expect to speak in tongues. Pastor, I don't know what you preached on, but I feel like I can tag on to it this morning. Peter was at the... Listen. Peter was at the door when the church prayed for the miracle and Rhoda said, Peter's at the door. Oh, he's not there. Some of us do not believe that our miracle is at the door. And I believe tonight for some of you, you have strained and struggled. Can I tell you no more? The Holy Spirit is right there. 
So I'm telling you what, expect. Come on, somebody. I, I didn't drive four hours not to see God move in this place. I just believe that the Holy Spirit is going to move. Don't doubt for one moment that you'll speak in another language. Number three, leave your native English or native tongue. Don't be afraid to leave the known for the unknown. Praise God from your innermost being with your lips prepared to speak when the words come. Number four, receive the Holy Spirit. This is your part. He's already given the gift of the Spirit of God. It's up to you. When someone gives you a gift, look, look, look. You don't have to beg for it. Reach out. How many loves Christmas time? I do. Lord, have mercy. I do. I used to watch my grandmother open gifts, and she just went nuts. I loved watching her. Don't you know that God loves She's about to open it up. She's getting close. Can you watch the eyes of the Father? I feel the Holy Ghost pass. Can you watch the eyes of the Father light up? When you start unraveling the gift. If you hear strange utterances coming to your mind. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit gave the words, listen to me, and they did the speaking. You will, I got to say this because this, this, this is amazing to me. When people are trying to receive, they keep their mouth shut. You will never speak and keep waiting for the Spirit to put you into some kind of trance do it all for you. It will be your mouth, your tongue, your voice, His words. But you've got to open up your mind. Keep going, guys. I think i got a few more. If your lips and tongue, I love this, start stammering, the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to speak. I've been praying for people many years, and I can tell you when I start seeing this, their bottom lip going, <laughs> I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's just about to speak if you'll just let go. Pastor, I've never seen it so plain. It's about time we make this plain. Speak if only a few syllables are present and spoken. Speak if it doesn't sound like it, and it's not. Spirit himself. 